We've all got brains, so we're built for mathematics. So turn yours on and get ready for... Mic Drop Mass! Hello, Mic Drop Mass listeners. You may notice something a little different about this episode. It's missing my favorite part of everything we create here at Mic Drop Mass. The voices of my students. That's because my students and I have been sent home for at least two weeks to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. This episode is brought to you from my home to yours. Hopefully it fills the ears of every young mathematician and scientist that listens with some relief and maybe a little math science inspiration. Maybe you'll see why learning math or science at home or at school is so important. You've probably noticed by now that I call all of my students mathematicians, scientists, readers, and writers because that's what they are. Everyone listening to this episode is too. One day, some of you or some of my students might grow up to be a mathematician or a scientist. Some won't because even though they love math, they have other passions too. Should I keep teaching them math and science even if they aren't going to grow up to be professional mathematicians and scientists? Of course! Because even if you don't grow up to be a mathematician or scientist, you need to be able to understand the important information that mathematicians and scientists share with you. Being able to read graphs, statistics, and interpret data is essential to everyone. Understanding science and math and how they work together is super duper important too. This episode is the first Mic Drop Mass episode where you will see how math and science are BFFs. And you will see the ways that they've teamed up to battle this coronavirus and how they are always fighting side by side to keep you safe. Now, let's get down to it. First and foremost, it's okay to be worried. That's a valid and normal feeling. Also, when you have questions, you should ask them. Find an adult who you trust and talk about your questions or concerns. Then try to find some things to do. Don't make coronavirus the only thing that you're thinking or talking about. That might make you feel anxious. It's okay not to talk about it too. Do what feels right for you. What can you do instead of worry? Empower yourself with some scientifically proven ways to stop the spread of germs. Empowerment tip number one. Stay away from other people's coughs or sneezes. Coughing and sneezing spreads germs, which means coughing and sneezing can spread the coronavirus. Empowerment tip number two. If you have to cough or sneeze, do it into a tissue or your elbow. Then throw that tissue away and wash your hands afterwards. Empowerment tip number three. Wash your hands more. Wash your hands with warm water for at least 20 seconds. That's about as long as seeing the ABCs. Uh Uh-oh. I can't say ABCs without... Z, Y, X, W, V, U, T, S, R, Q, P, O, N, M, L, K, J, I, H, G, F, E, D, C, B, A. That's me singing my alphabet backwards. Now... You don't have to sing your alphabet backwards. I'd be happy any direction that you sing it. You can sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, Happy Birthday, whatever version of the ABCs you like. Please just wash your hands for 20 seconds. You should wash your hands whenever you cough, sneeze, go to the bathroom, and before you eat food or before you prepare food. Soap and water are your best bet. 
but if you don't have any soap or water, find a hand sanitizer that has at least 60% alcohol. Look at that. I couldn't even get through my empowerment tips without talking about percentages and time. Empowerment tip number four. Try your best not to touch your face. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. It's going to be okay if you do. Just know that you can help stop the virus from entering your body by touching your face less. Empowerment tip number five. Avoid crowds. The less people you are around, the less germs you will be exposed to. We will get to more of this a little bit later. Empowerment tip number six. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects and surfaces using, you know, just a regular household cleaning spray or wipe. See, there are things, really important things you can do to stay safe. Now that we are empowered and we know how we can protect ourselves, let's get the facts out there. Unfortunately, fake news is a real thing. We have to find reputable sources to get our information from. I get a lot of my information from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Most people call this source the CDC. I know a lot of information is out there. You have to know which information is reliable and which information just isn't. Here are some facts to know from the CDC and the World Health Organization. You may have heard people refer to the virus as COVID-19, which is a short name for Coronavirus Disease 2019. It is a new virus. That's a big part of what all this fuss is about. Doctors and scientists are still learning about it. Recently, this virus has made a lot of people sick. Scientists and doctors think that most people will be okay, especially kids. But some people might get pretty sick. Doctors and health experts are working hard to help people stay healthy. Also, please realize that not everyone will get the coronavirus. Remember, school and health officials are being especially careful to make sure as few people as possible get sick. That's where all of those empowerment tips came from. COVID-19 can look different to different people. For many people, being sick with COVID-19 would be a little bit like having the flu. People can get a fever, cough, or have a hard time taking deep breaths. Most people who have gotten COVID-19 have not gotten very sick. Only a small group of people who get it have had more serious problems. From what doctors have seen so far, most children don't seem to get very sick. Yes, kids can get sick, but they generally don't get very sick. If kids do get the virus, they can spread the virus to people who might be more fragile. We want to keep everyone safe. People who are already sick or maybe get sick more easily are definitely more at risk. While it's possible many adults can get sick, it's good to know that most adults will get better. If you do get sick, it doesn't mean you have COVID-19. People can get sick from all kinds of germs. What's important to remember is that if you do get sick, the adults at home and school will get you any help that you need. And it's important not to jump to conclusions about who may or may not have COVID-19. When people get worried, sometimes they start to blame other people. While we can't control everything that's happening right now, we can control how we treat other people. At the end of the day, virus or no virus, treat other people the way you want to be treated. Coronavirus doesn't care about what color anyone's skin is, whether they are a boy or a girl, or what holidays people celebrate. It treats all people the same. And in that sense, we should too. We are all humans and we are in this together.
Now, let's pick up some of that mass that's being thrown down out there. Have you heard anyone say, flatten the curve? You look a bit confused. When you look at images of people talking about flattening the curve, they look a lot like line graphs, which show changes over time. Bar graphs are great for comparing, pie charts are great for comparing parts of a whole, and it definitely makes sense to use a line graph when we're talking about flattening the curve. You can look at one line graph that starts low and goes up really high and then the line comes back down. Can you kind of picture it? That top part, the highest part, is the curve they're talking about. If the line graph shows the number of people infected over time, we definitely don't want the line to get higher and higher. That's why, right now, we are practicing social distancing. Social distancing is when we say, hey guys, we don't want this virus to spread. It might be annoying, but to keep everyone safe, we're not going to have gatherings of a lot of people, and we might have to close down some buildings and events. This action is our best way to flatten the curve. That means less people will get infected over time. When kids and adults see the two line graphs side by side, one where we don't practice social distancing, and one line graph that shows what happens when we do practice social distancing, they go, oh, staying away from large groups of people is a really good idea. They see the line on the line graph goes up very high before it goes down when people don't practice social distancing. That means more and more people would be infected over time. However, when people do practice staying away from large groups, the line graph doesn't go up so high. We flatten the curve and less people get infected. That's what's cool about using graphs. They really make the facts stand out. Many people didn't see the need to practice social distancing until they saw the line graphs. The line graph showed just how important it is to listen to the scientists and health experts. In school, we do quite a bit of problem solving. That's how math and science is used in real life. We have to know how to use those skills we've been learning in school. Here's an example. Hospitals have a limited number of hospital rooms, right? And some of those rooms are already filled with patients. What happens if hospitals are full? Where would infected people go? Mass to the rescue again. We were able to see that if we flatten the curve on our line graph and prevent so many people from getting sick, then we can make sure that our hospitals don't get full so doctors and nurses can treat everyone. The scientists figured out that we needed intervention like social distancing and handwashing to prevent the spread of the virus, and the mathematicians were able to look at the number of new cases over time and see how we could use that information to keep our hospitals running smoothly. There was a time when we didn't have all of this modern maths and science available. But now, maths and science are battling this virus with force. You think washing your hands and coughing into your elbow is common sense. You've just heard it so often. You might think it's obvious to stay away from other people to stop the spread. But that's not always been the case. It's only because of scientists and mathematicians that we know all of this and are able to save so many lives. In 1918, the Spanish flu infected 500 million people. It's estimated that 20 million to 50 million people died because of the Spanish flu. It's important to know that the Spanish flu didn't just affect people in Spain. 
it spread quickly through England, France, Spain, and Italy. Again, viruses don't care about where we live or what we look like. It was actually only called the Spanish flu because only the newspaper reporters in Spain were writing about it. This particular flu spread very quickly because there was a war and soldiers were getting it and it spread quickly from soldier to soldier. Then those soldiers were traveling around the globe. 195,000 Americans ended up dying from this flu. It is believed that the Spanish flu was so deadly because people weren't quarantined or basically practicing social distancing. They also didn't have the tools to develop a vaccine. It is sad to hear this story, but we've learned from history, which is why we are so much safer now because of everything we know about how to stop the spread and how to stop it early. This was just a little over 100 years ago. Think how much we have learned since then. Now, let's go further back in time. Maybe you've heard of Black Death, the Black Plague, or the Bubonic Plague? This plague was actually started by rats. The plague was spread considerable distances by rat fleas on ships. The plague killed 50 million people in the 14th century. The 14th century is the 1300s, which is about 700 years ago. 50 million people in the 14th century means over half of the entire population of Europe died. At that time, the world was just starting to become more modern, which meant more travel, more trading, and more people living in cities compared to most people living in the countryside. This is now considered the golden age of bacteria. 700 years ago, all of the information that we know from scientists didn't exist. They didn't have the ability to organize ways to fight the plague. At that time, most people believed plague and mass illness to be a punishment from God for their sins, which we now know isn't true. They didn't treat or prevent the plague because they didn't know about social distancing, hand washing, and how germs are spread. The Black Plague had a huge impact on human history. It's interesting to wonder what life would be like now if the people living in the 14th century had the knowledge and power of maths and science that we have in the 21st century. You might be thinking this sounds like a lot of science is not as much maths, but what you should know is that maths for scientists is a lot like breathing. It's done without noticing it. Symbolism, representation, modeling, analysis, calculations are all math skills that are constantly being used in science. Scientists look at large amounts of data or information and look for trends. This is maths in action. These scientists that are using science and maths together all the time are some of the superheroes of our day. They are battling the coronavirus and it's because of their work that we are not facing the same problem as earlier humans that dealt with the Black Plague and the Spanish Flu. You don't have to be a mathematician to think like one. Knowledge of mathematics helps us understand so much of the world around us. And that's one important reason that we study mathematics in school starting at a very young age. I hope this episode has helped to ease some of your worries that you may be having about the coronavirus. I hope you feel empowered to use what information scientists and health experts are putting out there to help yourself, your friends, and your family. I also hope this episode helps you see just how important it is to have a world full of people that are able to think like scientists and mathematicians, even if that's not what they choose to do as a profession. Knowledge is power. While you're out of school, consider doing some positive activities. Listen to our previous episodes of Mic Drop Maths at www.micdropmaths.com or go for a walk, play a board game, read a book. Did you know the only way to become a better reader is to read, 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 read? Seriously, you should read a book. Look for the good that can come from times like this. 
Mr. Rogers always said, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. Healthcare workers, scientists, researchers, and teachers are out there helping in all the ways they can. Remember our empowerment tips. Stay away from other people's coughs or sneezes. If you have to cough or sneeze, do it into a tissue or your elbow, then throw that tissue away. Wash your hands more. Try your best not to touch your face. Avoid crowds. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects and surfaces. And most importantly, remember, we care about you. You are special and you matter. This podcast was brought to you by the words of Sarah Adams. Everyday love, changing everyday lives.